Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Win the ultimate Blues Origin experience for you and three mates. Visit ignitehq.com.au. Your rugby league coverage on SEN starts now. Welcome to NRL Crunch Time. Yeah, welcome to Crunch Time brought to you by Ignite HQ and you can win the ultimate Blues Origin experience for you and three mates. Visit ignitehq.com.au. That's the way to do that. one 1170 Pop that number in your in your phone, your dog and bone, you can catch us anytime you like. Text line 0457 736 736. You can tweet us at 1170 SEN. It's a magnificent Saturday afternoon. We're looking forward to the next couple of hours with you, the listener. Uh, just repeating those numbers 1300 01 1170 0457 736 736. Now, look around here. Now, we are parked in the bowels of. Amusement Machine Distributors, which is AMD in Chipping Norton. We're here till 2pm. Come and say good day, uh, Gentlemen, just imagine being here as a teenager. You couldn't, you couldn't be here for two hours. We look around. My co-host, by the way, Adrian Prasenko, who actually broke the pain heart story throughout the week for the Sydney Morning Herald. He's the chief league reporter. And I'm just checking in. Yep, still the fastest man ever in a textile suit, <laughs> the great man, James Magnuson. How are you, boys? Yeah, good. Busy week for you, Adrian, breaking that one. Yeah, very busy. As uh, Joel said the other day, never a quiet day in rugby league. So yeah, it's yeah. Um, yeah. He uh, didn't get a very warm reception last night, did he? Uh, poor, poor old Pano. It was no. interesting. You see in the uh, interview afterwards with Lockie, he said it. He heard it and it rattled him. He looked like he was almost close to tears in that interview. Yeah, I'd, you'd expect that though, wouldn't you? You mm. would have thought that, given the yeah. events of the last few days, that you'd be bracing for that, but. Yeah, he was, uh, he was pretty upset, but, you know, by his standards, it was probably a, a quiet game. He still ran for over 120 metres and yep. showed just how important he is to that side or to any other side that could accommodate him if uh, things go pear-shaped there. So bizarre, that story. But anyway, you, you mentioned how rattled he was. Let's have a listen to this. Well, here we go. No warm-up necessary. We're on our way. Friday night footy at Suncorp. And it's that man Cobbo. And there's Pate Haas. Oh, listen to that crowd. That's his home fans letting him know they do not like what has transpired. That was the last 48 hours, mate. Uh, it's been tough. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, usually not one to get rattled, but when I heard the booze come out tonight when I was running the ball, it rattled me a bit. But uh, I had to compose myself and um, just stay in the game and do my job for the team. Audio courtesy of Fox and uh, Channel 9. Uh, look, he, he was rattled, but I've got to say, from my point of view, he's invited that into his own life. At one point, gentlemen, like the contract, I believe, averages out at about eight fifty a year, which is mega bucks, right? At one point, he's no doubt signed this contract, and, and you're probably entitled to celebrate because that is a massive contract. But now it doesn't suit. It just... The Lodge thing doesn't add up. This doesn't add up for me. Um... What, what are you, your thoughts, boys? 
reminds me of that Seinfeld episode where uh, George Costanza, he, he looks across to a girl and the relationship hasn't been going very well and he says, I've, I've given a lot of thought, I've really enjoyed our time together, but I think it's time to break up. And she just turns to him and says, no. <laughs> um, and look, when, when both parties aren't on the same page, no. like it's very difficult, it's going to go pear-shaped. So... I know that a lot has been made of the figures and they've been bandied about. And it's, it's quite transparent, actually, because he's in this messy divorce with his previous yeah, management group. Yeah. So all of that's been laid bare. We know, for instance, at the moment, he's on $648,000 for this year. Now, if all of a sudden he comes onto the open market, basically seven-twelfths of his salary for the league financial calendar year has been paid. So another club, if, if you're looking at a pro rata price... You could pick him up for about 300k. Yeah. If you're in a premiership window and you can either move a player or you've got a little bit of room in your salary cap, I'm all in on paying Haas. What was his salary for next year or the next couple of years? I think it was 648 for next year. Um, 748. No, sorry, 748, I beg your pardon. Then it's 798 in 2023 okay. and 848 the following so year. The, so the best part of averaging out about 800. Yeah, yeah. And, and of course, the Broncos have gone back to the table and have tried to up that, but it, they still haven't agreed to terms. Yeah, it's, it's funny that he's willing to walk away from the club, that he's kind of ridden the lows with them. They're coming out the other side. Yeah. They're successful. He's been a part of that. He's helped them get to where they are. Let, let's say across the average of his, this contract, it's about 800 to 850. Is he willing to leave the club for an extra 100, 150 a year? Like, there's not many clubs out there that are going to pay a million bucks for him, right? Yeah, there's, I think there's more that will come out on this. And uh, again, we've talked a lot about the financials. They've all been laid bare, but there, there'll be more to come. And I think he's also a guy that wants to be part of a winning team. Ironically, he is part of that at the moment. Yes. But he wants to meet, be part of one going forward. And I think performance will be as big a factor as paycheck when this all comes out. Mm. But the best way for him to be part of a winning squad is uh, he will get a million dollars. If he wants to get a million dollars, I've got no doubt he'll get it. But my view, if you're a club paying, paying half a million dollars, I don't believe you can win the comp. Because no. I, you need to spend that money on your playmakers, right? Uh, that's my personal view. And the other thing is, which people aren't really talking about, so he's going to get 850, 900, not a problem at the Broncos, as we're sort of all agreeing on that. If he went and got an extra 100000 right, probably with a Sydney club, so first and foremost, you get an extra $150,000. The taxman says, uh, Payne, can I have half of that? Yeah. So there's seventy five. Yeah. And arguably, you're going to spend the seventy five in Sydney more so than in Brisbane anyway. So it's so... It just doesn't add up to me. Imagine no. you're a club without any go forward at the moment and you think Matt Lodge and Payne Haas... Uh, potentially available. Matt yeah. Lodge certainly is. He's, you know, his only commitments are seconds rugby, yeah. <laughs> Brisbane Norths, and Payne Huss potentially, if, if if it all goes pear shapes and they head to the divorce court, you could have a you know a representative front row forward pairing. It'd yeah. be incredible. You could go from zero to hero there if you could squeeze them in. You, you guys have probably got a little bit more experience. I've I've dealt in the uh, Olympic sport uh, world. Rugby league managers, like how, how much of this is managers pulling the strings behind the scenes? Well, I, I personally think this is what would stop it is if to say, okay, well, the current manager got you this contract. So they're entitled to that percentage of money for that contract, which you sign. Now that you want to bail out of it, for me, the new management group should only get the upside. So if he goes from $800,000 a year 
because the incentive is too large. If he gets mm. a new contract at 900, say it's 7%, that's 60, 70 grand, right, to the manager. Yeah. But if the new manager only gets the upside, which is turning 800 into 950, for example, they're getting 7% of 150,000, which the incentive then all of a sudden is not 60, 70 grand, it's 10, 15 grand. So it's a 7% chop for a rugby league manager. Yeah. Is that the average? 6 or 7%. Yeah. 6 or 7. So yeah. it's a... It's a it's a big uh, payday for a manager getting paying half a million a year, isn't it? The big payday is Matthew Lodge. I, I, there has to be more to this story. Mm. And he's come out the owner saying that he likes to look after players when they go. <laughs> Mate, there should be 17 Warriors asking for a release. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And getting paid out in full next year, shouldn't they? So something happened in a pub. Is that right? No, there's clearly... And, and there may be non-disclosures as well because it yeah. may be one of those things that we never hear about. But I, I just can't in my head... So if I had a falling out with one of you blokes, right, and yeah. I'm the owner of the club, I'd be doing everything I could, and you didn't want to be there, to not give you a zack. Yep. W- wouldn't you be trying to do that? Yeah. Not say, hello, mate. I, it's not about looking after you. It's looking after the wifey and the kids, and that's the kind of bloke I am. Yeah. But, but we're talking about a club that has been struggling for two and a half years because they haven't been home. And I think they've done a tremendous job to keep it together and not fall in a heap, given what they've gone through, and, and prop up the competition and keep the broadcasters happy. All of a sudden, say the best part of 700k is being paid for a bloke who's not there. That is just outrageous. And that just, your whole salary cap is bent out of shape. 100%. Will the NRL look into that? Like, it's, is that, is that dodgy on an NRL level as well, that a club's paying 700 out of their cap? Would they investigate that? Well, well, ultimately, I mean, they've come to a severance agreement, haven't yeah. they? So unless yeah. there's an integrity issue that's led to that agreement, I mean, it's a, a contract settlement. I mean, they... That's what I'm thinking. Like, is it an integrity issue just based off the optics of it? Like, do they have to investigate it? Because for anyone looking at it, you go, there's something wrong here. Well, that's... And probably there is. But if management go, okay, well, look, mate, Whatever's happened's happened. Let's yeah. sign this um, confidentiality agreement. We're going to pay you this money. So they can do the investigations, but nothing's going to come out. Yeah. Matt Lodge is flying high with... So next year, what would he get, Adrian, on the open market next year, Matt Lodge? There'd be clubs that'd be paying, what, seven, seven fifty? you yeah. reckon? Yep, yep, yep. seven fifty. Yep. So if you pro-rate it, say he's getting five fifty out of next year's contract, right? Yep. He's on 1.3. So Matt Lodge <laughs> is essentially one of our highest paid players in the game next year. Wow. Is he the highest played NRL player to play Reggie's since Junior Polo put on the head gear? <laughs> yeah. He decided oh, to have I a think, run around. I think, um, remember Greg Eastwood was on like 800 to play Reggie's oh. for Bulldogs here at one, yeah. at one stage. That was one of the most heavily back-ended contracts in the yeah. history of rugby league. Oh. Because the year before he was on like twos. Yeah. yeah. The back-ending contract, and I don't know why they didn't sort this out earlier, where you just say, listen, pay Adrian Prezenko however you like. Pay him 200 600 then a million. But as far as we're concerned, one-third of that each year goes in the cap. Like, yeah. That would have killed back-ending contracts because mm. back-ending contracts is essentially just manipulating. You, you've got a team on paper worth the cap. Yeah. But it, it's... It's deferring failure, Of course basically. it is. Well, it did, is. did you yeah. have any back-ended contracts? No, I didn't personally. No, they no. just paid you straight up per year. I got the back end a few times. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back, go back to reserve. Right? <laughs> but no, I didn't. I'll tell you a true story, actually. I actually, the biggest contract I ever got, Martin Bullock was a CEO at the West Tigers. And I had been playing in 1999 for Balmain and had an okay season, um, a nomination for the Rookie of the Year. Didn't win the Rookie of the Year. But I, I was on $60,000 and I assumed that having played most of the year that I'd be getting a, a decent bump. 
But what had happened is the West Tigers come in. So what they said to me, we're going to give you $60,000. I said, but I was on 60000 last year and I've done more than that. And they said, well, look, if we're in real, or reality, we think that you'll only play three games this year, three games next year. So I said, okay, if that's the case, give me sixty grand, right? I wanted 80 and 80. That's all I wanted, an extra 20 grand. Mm. I said, give me sixty, and give me three grand a game. And whatever I earn in the first year, start me on that next year and give me three grand a game again. They said, right, I done, right? They said, by our maths, you'll get uh, 60 plus three times three, which is 69. Um, we'll start you on 69, then you'll get the three grand a game for the next year. Yep. So therefore, by their maths, it'd be 69 and 78. I played every game in 2000. Ooh, yeah. I wanted 80 and 80. So in the end, they had to give me 138 <laughs> and 200 and something. And, and yeah, that, nice. that, that was putting them under a lot of pressure. Isn't it interesting, though, those contracts where you have certain incentives for games played or even positions played? So when Josh Adokar was looking to go to West Tigers or, or the Tigers were trying to sign him, they said, we see you as a fullback. We'll give you fullback money if you play fullback. So you've got to play a certain amount of games to, to get that, that money. But that can also be manipulated as well, where, yeah. you know, if the quota is 10, he plays nine and you just go, all right, we're shifting you back onto the wing. Did something did, like that happen with Josh Schuster? I'm not sure about Josh Schuster. Wasn't there a famous one at Newcastle? Was it Kirk Reynoldson or someone had a, um, a, a basically a re-signing clause in their contract oh. or something like that if they played a certain amount of games? I think it was under Brian Smith. And then... They got to just just about to tick over the quota, and then they got sent straight back to Reggie's. There was a case, oh, uh, yes. There was a case in the NFL this year um, where I remember that. Yeah, yeah. it was about a stats, a st- certain stats thing. Yeah, if he uh, if he ran for over a certain amount of meters or a certain number of touchdowns, he got some big bonus. Yes. on his contract, and they just stopped playing him the last few games. Stop playing. Well, it backfired on me as well in in two thousand and five. But ultimately, the Tigers win the comp. I was um, running the Sandhills uh, out at Cronulla and Tim Sheen spotted me. He said, mate, I was super fit, never been so fitter. So he said, come and play back at the Tigers in 05. And they had no money left in their cap, so they offered me $10,000 a game. $10,000 sign on, $10,000 a game. Mm. And when it comes to 50-50 out of choosing a player or another player, they weren't paying the 10 grand. So I didn't play any games that year. So that's when it backfires on you. But in the end, they made the right call because they won the competition. Uh, Kevin uh, Walters, I was going to say Kevin McGuinness thinking about the Tigers. Kevin Walters, (laughs) uh, here's what he had to say on the impact of the booing on Payne Haas. Yes, he he didn't have much to say. No, (laughs) Kevin was pretty quiet on that. (laughs) Tight-lipped. Okay, right. Here we go. See, I'll have another crack at it. Yeah, I was, I was a bit, not so much disappointed, but a bit sort of, oh, okay. But um, I'm really confident that we can sit down with Payne's management and sort something out. You know, we're not going to obviously release him. And uh, he's been a big part of our club for a few years now and will be a big part, I believe, you know, into the future. I chatted with Michael Butner and the great Stevie Allen. Stevie Allen does the um, Master of Ceremonies in many ways for the big games, Origins. Uh, beautiful voice. But I caught up with the boys on Saturdays on the coast this morning. I can tell you now, Michael Butner was very fired up about the situation. Here's what Butes had to say. I, I think it's really sad. And what I did here during the week was the fact that he's got a new player agent, right? And this yep. player agent yep. <laughs> doesn't get paid anything from his current yeah, contract. Exactly right. So what's, his best, yep. what's yeah. that agent's best interest? is to try and source him out or try and upgrade his contract. Yeah. So suddenly he gets a little piece of it. You know what? It is so far wrong, yeah. right, in relation to yeah. what this player agent is doing to his client who he should be bloody focusing on and giving him the best yep. chance to play his best football. 850, 900, 950, it's a lot of money. 
for yeah. what you're doing. Okay? Enjoy it and make the most of it. Please don't be greedy. Uh, there you go. It's a great fired up. Michael mm. Butte to fight up. Uh, Who's the player to... agent? Uh, I actually don't know. Who is the player agent? For Payne Haas now, it's Tyron Smith. Tyron Smith. Okay. Yeah. Is that well, Remus former, Smith's dad? Former teammates with Michael Butner. Yes. There you go. We, they're fired up. Yeah. <laughs> former teammates. Uh, there you go. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Speaking of the Central Coast, uh, let's go up there where Richie's been waiting patiently. G'day, Rich. Hey, boys. How you doing? We're outstanding, Good, Rich, Richie. but we'll get better. What do you know? <laughs> uh, not, not much at the minute. Good weather. <laughs> I just yeah, had a question, Joel. You know, you were saying before, um, with the like each game, you've got the three grand extra. Yep. You there? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> play, play on, Richie. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, did, would that have to go towards the salary cap as well? So that's like um, something they've not really accounted for. Do they have to try and find somewhere for that to come in? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it would have for sure. I don't know how it impacted the Tigers. This is the first ever year back in 2000, but most certainly today, Adrian, every sort of bonus would be factored into a contract. Yeah, absolutely. No cashies. So if if they did that for 10 players, they'd be up shit creek. Yeah, that's right. Without a proverbial paddle, exactly right. Would it still happen now? Uh, Yeah, there's a lot of players who have incentives to make grand finals. So you have to leave a bit of space in your cap to factor in... Yep. Match payments. Absolutely. Oh, there you go. They never, di- they never factor in disincentives in contracts, do no. they? Like, if you don't run 100 metres, we yeah. take a bit of cash off you. Yeah, yeah. You don't score 10 tries for the year, <laughs> we're going to dock you 50%. But uh, they certainly do that as far as make origin. We'll give you a bump up too, because clearly you're... Right. Uh, so I think uh, Moses Zembai was a big uh, beneficiary of that, wasn't he? Yeah. He was getting like about a million dollars At the West year. Tigers. Yeah, because yeah. he'd been getting these origin bonuses, etc. Really? Oh, here he comes. Uh, I tell you what, he would have been very, very sheepish and quiet at halftime yesterday. Our man from the ACT, Bronco Willie's on the line. G'day, BW. G'day, boys. Knock, knock. <laughs> Who's there? Weather. Weather who? Where the Broncos are made. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what did you think at half time, Bronco Willie? Oh, mate, I tell you, I was on all fours. What was doing? Yeah. What did you think of that Sinbin for um, the Broncos second roller? Oh, look, to be honest, all Chris are FAs, I actually think they refed it really well last night. It was fair enough, I reckon. Um, but the, the sim bin for the two Gold Coast players, I mean, it's hard, but what do you do? You held him down. I, I think it's fair, but, I mean, that contributed to it coming back, didn't it? Mm. I thought the one, the Broncos player, was harsh. Yeah. Those, like, the, it's pretty innocuous. That, like, what was it? A second late max. Yeah. Didn't whiplash him that bad. Ten in the bin. I... I was worried that that had killed the game off a bit there, but then the, the Titans get two 10 in the bins. Remember, they like, come out of it in one, front. One yeah. sin bin has such a massive bearing on the game. You, then you get two. Oh. It's just, yeah. wow. I remember watching, you used to watch a game, if there was 10 in the bin, everyone was up in arms. It was a huge thing. Yep. Now it's like a couple of game every game. Yep. We don't even blink at it. Bronco Willie, thoughts on Payne Haas, mate? You as a Broncos fan? Oh, I don't know if you were getting my text yesterday, boys. I wasn't happy. And then I got stitched up with one of my mates sent me a message, half signed to Gold Coast, and he sent me the top <laughs> half of the article. I was, oh, I was livid. We've got the buy next weekend. Say it then. Why say it yeah. now? 
Pass has signed for the Gold Coast. The younger brother. Yeah, the younger brother. Might be a little pointer towards something. Who yeah. knows? Well, how's he go? What's the raps on him? Not sure. Uh, yeah. You know, if he's if he's a chip off the old block, he'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Big. Uh, well, there you go, Bronco Willie. The Broncos currently in the top four. Can you believe that? I can't believe it. Well, I can't remember the last time we we're in the top four. It's 2015, probably when oh, I was crying that day. I tell you, the seat in front of me. I was at the grand game. Oh, it copped a hiding when they lost. I tell you, I hate JT. <laughs> Bronco, I'll tell you one thing. Um, the the Broncos and the Bulldogs started the season at exactly the same price to make the top eight, the Broncos and the Canterbury Bulldogs. And just look at the, the paths they're taking, polar opposites, diametrically opposed, uh, some people would say. Good on you, Bronco. Willie, well done, mate. Uh, I like your knock-knock too. Yeah, thanks, boys. So we're the Broncos. <laughs> There he is, Bronco <laughs> Willie. Uh, hey, Missile, is there any truth in the rumour that you were trying to outswim a bull shark at Bondi during the week? Yeah, I did the, uh, the Bondi salties. They swim from one side of Bondi to back. How far is that? I think it was like a 1.7. Do you do that easy? Yeah, it was pretty cruisy. I got a bit cold. Um, my girlfriend this morning did uh, swim from Bondi to Bronte. How far is that? Uh, a bit over two, oh, like sure. out past, you know, yeah. around the, the heads type thing. It's wow. What's the temperature there? Cold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was freezing. But yeah, there was a, a bull shark got pinged on the on the shark radar. So I don't know how keen I am to do that again. Daniel from New Zealand writes, the cost of living argument has legs. If I was a pro, I'd play for the Cowboys. Cheap up there, nice apartment, 400k. Wonder if they bring that up with the players says Daniel from New Zealand. Uh, well, that's exactly right. Um, but it is what it is. It's an even playing field. Do they have it in the AFL? Is there extra wigger room for Sydney or no? No. Not that I'm aware of. No. GWS got it when they first came in. Did they? Yeah, yeah. But I don't think they still have it. When they paid Israel for about $3 million a season. <laughs> so, Adrian, you broke the story uh, along with your colleagues there at the Sydney Morning Herald with Payne Haas. How do you expect this to play out? I know the Broncos have had a press release and they said, look, we're not letting him go. And well done to the Broncos for that. How do you think that this all ends? If you've got a player who's disgruntled, it's not going to, you know, you might be able to paper over the cracks for a short period of time. But the other thing too is that the, the timing is really bizarre insofar as they're on a winning streak. Yep. Brad Fittler has said that when I pick players for origin, I want all of their contractual stuff to be sorted out. I don't want it to be a distraction. And he's going to walk in and first day of origin camp, there's going to be a million media and they're all going to be lining up there with their dictaphone saying, Payne Haas, what say you? What's yep. going on? Mm. So all of that is a distraction, not only to his club, it's now to his state as well. Um, he wants a release. I, I, at some point, I just can't see this being a, a long-term situation where, where no. both parties are happy. Yeah. So, therefore, based on your comments around Brad Fittler, is his spot, which was a tap-in, is it under any threat? I think he'll, he'll be picked. Yes. I, I think he's definitely there. And just, just on this whole contract you know, scenario, we're about to come into a collective bargaining agreement with uh, the RLPA and the NRL. And one of the things that the NRL have floated recently is this idea, and, and Peter Volantis has spoken to it, is if you've got a contract, you're a contracted player, if you choose to request a release and go to a club somewhere else, he's floated this idea that you shouldn't be able to go to another club and earn more money. I, I've, do, I've do you like it that? myself, yes. Yes, because that um, disincentivises people to do that. Exactly yep. what's happening. So 
Would we be having this conversation if Payne Haas knows his next two years, he can only level what he's doing at the moment? And to be fair, though, Payne Haas has been offered the best part of, I think it's $5.85 million over six years. So there's more than money to, to this. I just, I just want to stress that as well. So wherever he goes, there's going to be plenty of moolah, um, and he's obviously going to get it at the Broncos, but he's decided he doesn't want to sign, so there, there's more to it than this. Wow. Is he still upset about Albert Kelly stepping on his shoes? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, you, you know, uh, Freddie doesn't want um, distractions or media hanging around him talking about contracts. I've got the perfect solution for pain. He brings in a bodyguard who can f fight off the media. Yeah. Paul Vaughan's available. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he'll tell them they're all <laughs> yeah, low yeah, life, yeah. stay away. Yeah, new niche. Yeah, Paul yeah, Vaughan's. yeah. He what might, you, he might not have an NRL contract next year, so he could go into private security. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Uh, this one uh, comes from number ending 445. Used to be wriggle room for Swans, not anymore. Too much complaining from the Melbournians. That's in relation to the salary cap in the AFL. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Yeah, What other players have been booed by their own fans? If you know any of those, hit us on the text line 0457 736 736. Husky's out here. Michael's here from AMD. Come down at Chipping Norton if you wish to come down and check out these amazing machines. Uh, a lot of people have got a bit of extra cash having not travelled so much, so you can get one of these machines, a nice little Christmas present, birthday present, uh, etc. We're here till 2 o'clock. Amusement machine distributor it is in Chipping Norton. Uh, we are here till 2 o'clock AMD. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Alternatively, check them out online. And I do know this. They are selling like hotcakes. The pinball machines, uh, they're the most popular. So about 70% of the sales are the actual old-fashioned pinball machines. My favourite that I'm looking at here, the big Buck Hunter. Yeah. Buck Hunter, that's a classic, isn't it? That's a classic. I reckon I've put a few dollar coins through those over the years. I want to have a go at Street Fighter too. That oh. looks good to me. Uh, is that Ardukin? That's the one. <laughs> that's the one. Tell me, so, so for me as a kid, I'm a bit older than you blokes, Wonderboy. Do you remember playing Wonderboy? That's one of my first memories of the game, Wonderboy. No, don't remember it. You don't remember that no. at all? You, I remember you, the cartoons Astro Boy. Yeah, Wonderboy no, was, Wonder was the grouse. Uh, it was Parsec and there was uh, Frogger and yeah. all of those old school ones. Yeah, yeah. Pac-Man. Yeah. Pac-Man, yeah. I think Michael's getting Wonderboy up here. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the way to have your say. Check out AMD. Terrific range. Uh, you've got the Buck Hunter. You've got the pinball machines. You've got the darts. There's so many that you can have a look at there. Uh, it's a way to do that. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. This is Crunch Time. All thanks to Ignite HQ. After the break, we'll look back at Friday night's games. The Broncos with an escape. And the Panthers. Well, the Panthers just kept being Panthers. A break it back with more. Coruscant options both sides. Luai's been dangerous on the left-hand side. Fane's that way. Coruscant goes up. Links up with Isaiah. Yo! And Yo just went straight through them. Worrying side for the Cowboys. It was Happy Coruscant. He feigned the short side. He looked up. He found big Isaiah Yo who walked straight into the blue side. Scores. Here's a chance. Tago skirting the touch line. Throws the ball back in. They're scrambling the Cowboys. Edward picks it up. Oh! They come, the fullback scores. The Penrith Panthers have been working so hard at breaking down this Cowboys wall. Ashley Klein's voice for the spot. Yo goes upfield out the back. Now they get the pass away to Edwards. Edwards finds Toto. And Toto says, Tago, this is how you finish, my boy. He dives in the corner. And the Panthers pick up their third. Goes to Cleary. Plays right away to Luoy. Over the top speculator. Taylor May takes them on. Taylor May gets to the try line. And listen to this. 
The Panthers pick up try number four. Tabuai Fadao and uh, Griffin Lean there as well. And that is it. Well, the home of the Durham people are up and about. The Panthers in Indigenous round. 22 points to Dillon defeated the Cowboys. Yeah, crunch time brought to you by Ignite HQ in the ultimate Blues origin experience. For you and three mates, visit ignitehq.com.au. And we are live today from AMD, Amusement Machine Distributors in Chipping Norton, until 2pm. So come down to say good day, uh, or better still, check out uh, the machines on the website. Now, boys, uh, 22 points to nil. One try only in the second half. 58% uh, completions for the Cowboys. I... Uh, called with Sats and also uh, Spud Carolyn. We all left there thinking, you know what? They're legit. They are legit, the Cowboys. What did you boys make of it? Yeah. How was it only 16-0 for, for so much of that game, especially given they, they basically camped 10 in the opposition quarter, yeah. didn't mm, they? they? And, did. and that, they should have been up by 30 by halftime. Yep. Yeah. Like, I thought it was an incredible performance defensively and just showed so much resilience. How many teams missed? Or, or what price would you give just about if... He said, OK, I'm going to give Panthers 30 tackles consecutively at your line. They just score, don't they? Yeah, it was super impressive defensively. It would have been nice to see them at full strength with Taumalolo and Felt. Yeah. Um, they definitely lose a bit of punch through the middle. But uh, I, same, same for me. I came away from that thinking, yeah, they're the real deal. They're a top, definitely top eight, but probably a top four side this year based off the defence. It yeah. was so impressive. Uh, totally agree. The atmosphere, the scene was set. Roycey Simmons had completed 300 Ks uh, from his hometown out near Cowra, and they just couldn't lose under those circumstances. They could, Roycey came in, and, and he was so uncomfortable with it, Roycey, and that's the kind of bloke he is. He doesn't like the fanfare about himself. He's going to raise almost about a million dollars. One of my colleagues at the Herald, Adam Pangili, walked with him and the whole Did group. He? I think it was on Wednesday, and they had a lot of his old mates like Sheenzy and I think Warren Brandy McDonald. was there on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and he said, like, I think they did 30 kilometres and um, Pengilly's about 30 years old or whatever yeah. else. He's a lot younger than a lot of the guys, I think. And he said his butt was hanging out at the yeah. end of it. He, he said he was amazed by how Royce was ahead of the pack and he'd obviously done a bit of training beforehand. But it, and it, the, the incline was what hurt. The, the area that they did on that particular day was really rocky and steep or whatever else around the mountains. He said he was absolutely stunned by how fit he was and how determined he was, given how much he'd had in the legs already. He wow. just It was a cause that's obviously so close to his heart. And I know they paraded him sugar before the game. Did they actually do it before halftime, at, at halftime as well? Because a lot of people probably hadn't come into the ground and didn't have a chance to yes. honour him as, as, as they would have liked. I didn't see halftime. We, we, we were quite busy at the time, but I certainly yep. saw before the game. And... and what had happened was, and it was a really nice tribute because Tim Sheens, who you mentioned, Tim Sheens was hanging over the fence like a fan <laughs> and surprising Royce. A and you thought, never would Tim Sheens have been that fan, but he did it for Royce. Um, it was stirring scenes out there at the foot of the mountain. He's so loved, uh, Royce Simmons. But uh, speaking about the walk and Adam Pengelly doing it, much younger than us, but I remember Paul Gallen saying that he had to do a, a, a walk for... Um, Johnny Manor, uh, the late Johnny Manor, yep. uh, brother of Timmy Manor. A and they do this walk, which is fantastic. And Gow was a bit filthy, though, because it was 37 kilometres. And he said <laughs> he's never done a, a marathon. But what he was told was it's actually harder on the body to walk than it is to run. Hmm. So Gow chose to run. And Gow ran the 37 kilometres, right? Oh. 
And then I told him, oh, you should have just done a marathon. He said, what do you mean? I said, well, a marathon's 42Ks. He goes, oh, I only had to do five, four Ks. And I could have said I've done a marathon. So I said to uh, Timmy Manor, I said, mate, you've got to do the, the Manor Marathon. You know, yeah. get people on board next year yeah, yeah. and do the Johnny Manor like Marathon. It. What's your thinking that uh, running it's easier than walking? Well, What's on the body, on? apparently. Really? Well, that's what Gal said, yeah. I don't know. That sounds <laughs> like that sounds like a wives' tale. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I reckon I could walk it. I no way I could run it. No. No. Yeah. Anyway, hey, Sugar Missile and Adrian, I'm not a Panthers fan, but they are clearly flying. Isn't it a no-brainer to pick as many of them for form and combinations for the Blues? We already have five, six, seven, twelve, thirteen. Uh, add Crichton in. Um, so yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I actually, uh, this comes from uh, Kim from Botany. He had a little baby uh, recently, Kim. Um, Gentlemen, I presented this hypothetical yesterday. If you had the Penrith Panthers, the team we know right now, in a tri-series with the Blues and Queensland, who clearly can't pick any Penrith players, I reckon Penrith, I reckon Penrith would win it. Ooh. Wow. Well, Disagree. look, if, I think if New South Wales had Turbo and Latrell... They do them, yeah. But they're looking a little, a little light on. I don't know. I don't know if they could match it through the forwards. So we're assuming that there'd be five Panthers in the Blues. So we're talking Cleary, Luai, Tao, Yo, and Crichton. They'd all stay with Penrith. So they'd all stay with Penrith. They wouldn't be in the Blues that side. A, that's a fair, fair yeah. chunk out of the back line and Isaiah Yo as well. Isaiah Yo. Could the Panthers? You could even have Liam Martin in there yeah. also. Yeah. Could the Panthers win the World Cup? Yeah. Could they beat England and New Zealand yep. and Australia? Yes, they could. I, wow. I, I, honestly. I want to hear people's thoughts on this. But John, haven't you told me that you don't reckon they're going to win the comp? Yeah, I don't. So they can beat, <laughs> so hang on, so hang on. They can beat New South Wales. Today. They can beat Queensland. Today. They can beat Australia. Today. But potentially they can get knocked off by In what? Four and South and or yes, Parramatta or correct, something. Correct, correct. I, I don't see that. So, so does that mean Parramatta beats Australia? Parramatta beats uh, Neptune and Jupiter <laughs> combined. Um, 1300 01170. No, I, it, it does. Yes, we might break. 1300 01170. Oh, yes. Loving it. Guess the game, boys. Guess the game. Frogger. Frogger. That's exactly right. <laughs> we might do one for the listeners a little bit later on. Now you can guess the game. Crunch time brought to you by Ignite HQ. Win the ultimate Blues Origin experience for you and three mates. Visit ignitehq.com.au and you can call us 1300 01 1170. Text 0457 736 736 and you can slide into the DMs at 1170 SEN. We're live today from AMD, Amusement Machine Distributors in Chipping Norton. I'll tell you who's a customer of AMD. The great Luke Diamond Phillips, who played one of the great grand finals. He's, he's won a grand final, in fact, for the Roosters, where he was very good in that game. But they played the Broncos in 2000, and he was just about the best player on the field, Luke Diamond Phillips. Was that pre-Minicello, is it? Well, Mini, Mini might have been on the wing, was he? Or Yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe he was there. Anyway, we'll find out. But uh, he's going to... Uh, I might be doing a half marathon with the great Luke Diamond Phillips, so looking forward to that. He said he's lost 15 kilos. Well, guess what, Luke? I haven't. one 1170 is the way to have your say. Uh, plenty of text messages coming in earlier relating to the Payne Haas booing. Um, uh, oh, this is what um, Bronco Willie has to say too before I get... He said, hey, boys, I forgot to mention a WBW today is Pancho. 
to beat Grand Slam. He said uh, Tyson Gamble responsibly. Thank you very much, uh, Bronco Willie. G'day, fellas. Regarding Payne Haas, it's not the money. That's his way out. He's missing his family to live on the Gold Coast. He's turning up late for training due to the traffic on the M1. Not sure how much cash the Titans have, but don't be surprised, says Mort. That's an interesting one. Yeah. How did, where'd Mort get that scoop? Yeah, let us know, Mort boy. Uh, hey, boys. Ronnie Gibbs booed by the manly crowd at Brookie in 1987 when he signed for the Gold Coast. Signs in the crowd were give back Terry Randall's jumper. Regards, Lindy, Lindsay from Freshwater. Uh, gents, I'm a little conflicted about the Haas situation. This has been farcical, no doubt, and is Haas's fault, but there needs to be a way for players to earn what they're worth. A downturn of form, and Haas will never be able to make this money again. A transfer system, trade system, something, the idea a player shouldn't be able to move for more money doesn't sit well with me either. Clubs cut players that are on the fringes all the time. Not exactly true that players aren't punished for bad performance. Yeah, but if they cut uh, players... I'm trying to get the name on that one. Um, if the, uh, Lockie, is it? Okay, yeah, Rocky. Rocky, Rocky. So, Rocky, if a club cuts a player, they've got to pay them what they agreed to in the contract. There was a point in time, I've got no doubt, where Payne Haas, he looks at this contract, just short of $3 million for three years, celebrates with the family and says, holy dooly, I'm a young man, I've just signed this contract... And it was probably the best thing ever that happened in his life. Now, for whatever reason, it's not so convenient. So I, I, I don't think too many people are going to feel sorry for Payne Haas. G'day, fellas. I saw Warney and Mark War get booed at the SCG after the weather report scandal, says Redman. Yeah, there's a lot of people who have booed their own players. Anyone else come to mind, boys? Or? Mm, not off the top of the head. Um, was well, Benji when... booed when he was... At the Dragons and had a couple of bad games, and not necessarily by his own fans. Did that happen at some point? Uh, I tell you, I do remember one, right? And I remember having a conversation with Trent Robinson. There was a game at the Sydney Football Stadium, and Jake Friend was going ordinary, mm. right? And the crowd were booing him off. Their, their own Roosters fans were booing him off. And I actually thought he was done. And, and I said to Trent Robinson, I said, mate, do you reckon Friend might be done? He said, mate, you've got no idea. He said, you've got no idea how important this bloke is to our club. Played the grand final that year, and he was just about one of the best on the field. Mm. We're seeing now how, how big of a hole he's left in that club. Yeah. Because they can't find a hooker for the life of them to, to fill the shoes. Uh, absolutely. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Uh Welcome back uh, to Crunch Time across the SCN network. Uh, what's the way forward for the NRL if this funding doesn't get up with the New South Wales government. So let's talk about these uh, suburban stadium boys. Uh, Panther Stadium being redeveloped at the end of the season. Are you hearing anything about priorities of which grounds are going to get the funding, Adrian? Or? Well, I think we're going to get some clarity when the, the budget comes out next month. So um, I think we'll get some money for Penrith. We'll get some money uh, for Brookvale as well. Um, so, yeah, they, they, it's, it's very timely too, isn't it? Because we're back to Belmore this round as yes. well. So there is um, you know, some tribalism and... I think I've mentioned this before, that um, isn't it a massive 180 from the way the NRL looks at it? So a few years ago when we had Todd Greenberg in office and Graham Annesley was, um, he was actually the uh, sports minister, the whole plan was we're going to go down the AFL route. We're going to spend all of our money on one or two really big grounds and we want all of the Sydney teams to be playing the majority of their games in them. And then all of a sudden we've done a total 180 and yeah. said, hang on, we're going to go to suburban grounds, build tribalism. We want boutique stadiums so that there's more atmosphere. So imagine they got what they originally wanted. It would have been billions of dollars down the drain. 100%. Mm. And, and, boys, the thing is, and Belmore Oval, it will look a million bucks on TV tomorrow. Yeah. 
that when you see those vacant blue seats, I reckon it's so damaging for the game. When you're watching a game and there's just fans everywhere, it just makes the spectacle, doesn't it? A couple of flares on the hill at Belmore, <laughs> yeah. some drums. Yes. Yeah, no, I, I love Belmore. Um, I'd, I'd play every Bulldogs game there, particularly in a year when they're not successful. Yeah. No one turns up to ANZ. Yeah. No one turns up. It does, so it doesn't matter what ANZ's paying you to, to play your games there. As a club, it looks terrible. Yeah. Do you feel better playing them at... Uh, Bankwest or Combank, as it's now called. You're, you're basically, it's Parramatta's well, yeah, home ground, but it's a smaller and better stadium. As a Bulldogs fan, do you there's, like that? There's more atmosphere. Um, look, logistically, it's a, probably a bit tougher for the fans. Um, I, I just think Belmore presents this opportunity to pack out a ground and give some atmosphere for the players. I, I don't know. Have you ever played an empty ANZ during yeah, your career? Absolutely. Yeah. And what's the feel like? It, surely it doesn't feel like first no, it grade does, almost. It doesn't. It doesn't. Packed it. I played in a double header there where there was 80,000. That is awesome. Yeah. But that's only when it's awesome. Yeah. I, I, I don't understand for some of the, like the, the West Tigers playing games at ANZ or, or at Combank. That, that puzzles me as well. The only thing I'd say about the, the Leichhardt games and the Belmore games is that they're special because they're, they're scarce. They're I think if yeah. you do it every week, yeah. the novelty wears off, and all of a sudden, you know, the lineup for the pies That's and the right. toilets and yeah, all those you're things. Right. It's, yeah. if, if you did that every game or even every second game, it's, it's, it's not an event. Whereas this, you know, we're going back to Belmore or we're going to Leichhardt, it's a big deal. But isn't that very easily fixed? Like, like you don't need to pump a heap of money into the actual grandstands and things. Like, if you can get the key things like the food and the, and the toilets right, the isn't amenities. that just about... But what about getting there? Like, try, getting there. try to get to Leichhardt. Yeah. Like, like, the parking's terrible. Yeah. The, yeah. Um, even if you want to go good. public transport, yeah. it's, a, it's a nightmare. Yeah. yeah, Belmore's pretty tough as well. You've got to park almost uh, over at the Leagues Club. Uh, g'day, fellas. The Dogs and the Dragons often get booed off at half-time by their own fans. <laughs> 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 says Red Man. Um, did Walker get booed when he ran 90 metres the wrong way, says Daniel from New Zealand? Oh, probably by the Bulldogs fans. Yeah. We got the last laugh, though, when we beat them this year. That's right. <laughs> um, plenty of text messages still coming. We'll get to those uh, on the other side of this. This is Crunch Time. We're out here at AMD. Check them out online. Amusement machine distributors in Chipping Norton. Imagine your kids uh, having one of these arcade games in your lounge room or your entertaining room, and there's 200 or more games. In fact, well, 2,000 games on there, wasn't it? Yeah, so, forget um, the kids. I'll have one myself. Yeah. I'm yeah. bringing my son here next time. He's 12 <laughs> years old. He would be just in Disneyland. He'd be loving it. Yeah. It's a mancave.com. Don't worry about that. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. We are here at our AMD at Chipping Norton. Um, we have got plenty more still to come. This is crunch time. We've got the great James Magnuson, Adrian Prezenko. I'm Joel Kane. A break back with more. Ah, yes. Text message coming through from Brian from Bondi. Uh, different strokes next in Sydney. Have a little each way. Uh, Brian Bearshead Fletcher. That's yeah, his okay. horse for Kim War. We'll see how that plays out. In the meantime, time to talk to some greyhounds with Simon Orchid from Greyhound New South Wales. The Labrokes 715 heats are on now. G'day, Simon. G'day, fellas. How are you? Great time of year for the greyhounds, mate. It's been a very, very period for yourself and your team. Uh, what's the latest? Yeah, absolutely, guys. Big night at Wagga last night. We had the heats of the Wagga Gold Cup dominated by the Victorians. We had the first heats of the Thunderbolt which is a $75,000 feature race for the sprinters. That'll be run over the next three weeks all around the state. The heats continue tomorrow at Gunnedah, and then all roads lead to Grafton on June 19, guys. And that, uh, that you could understand is like the 50-minute freestyle. It's a splash, dash, or a jump and run. Sometimes the best dog won't win, but it'll be entertaining nonetheless. 
Yeah, we're going down to Chippy Norton Pool a little bit later on. I reckon I'm a big chance against the missile here. Adrian might have us both covered, but we'll see how we go there. Uh, we've got our pens ready for tonight at Wenny Park. Simon, how are you playing it? Yeah, we're going to get the, the money early and late, guys. Race one, number four, Lock and Barlona. Look, building a very, very nice CV under the guidance of Ruthie King. Uh, this dog's won nine races from 16 starts and was riding a three-win streak before an unlucky second at Dato two starts ago. Flown around Wenty last couple of starts, the best at 29.70. That'll be good enough to win tonight. The only loss uh, was a second behind Castle Warrior in the listed Ultrasense final last month. So race one, number four, Lock and Barlona. That's our best at Wenty. You'd be looking at about two bucks, so nice and short. Uh, and race 10, number three, Send It Tiger. Part of a pretty handy litter. The seven pups out of Zambora, Brocky and Prancing Tiger have won 25 of 61 career starts. This dog hasn't enjoyed a lot of success at Wenty Park, boys. Six starts for just the one win, but does have two minors. Had no luck last start. We reckon he'll bounce back tonight. Race 10, number three, Send It Tiger. And race one, number four, Lock and Varlona tonight at Wenty, our best bets. Yeah, there's a good little aim. And I reckon the Tigers tonight into Send It Tiger. I reckon that's the way to do that in a little cheeky multi. Simon, thanks for your time, mate. Thanks a lot, guys. Hey, before I go, I'm heading to Wagga next Friday for the Wagga Cup final. If there's any listeners from Wagga, send in your best beer and schnitzels. I've never been to Wagga. I'm looking forward to having a nice feed when I get down there. So if anyone's listening, let me know the best pub to go to. No, you've got to go to um, oh, David Barnhill's old pub. He sold it. Uh, it's going to come to me. Um, but get yourself out the back there. Order the large, the large cutlets. William, the William, the William Farrow Hotel, Simon. Get yourself there. Oh, Go out the course. back. Yeah. The large cutlets, doused in gravy, and you can thank me later. <laughs> Tell them Sugar sent me. Exactly. Thanks, boys. Exactly Have a great right. day. Front bar's a good bar, too. Plenty of good locals there propping that up. Uh, good on you, Simon. With thanks to the world's richest distance greyhound race, the Labroke 715. Heats are on now. 1300 01 1170. Maxi Russian. He's the doyen at Stan Sport for all things. Uh, Champions League, Premier League, etc. He's going to join us right after this. Yeah, Crunch Time brought to you by Ignite HQ. Win the ultimate Blues Origin experience for you and three mates. Visit ignitehq.com.au when you call 1300 01 1170. 0457 736 736. The text line, Twitter. You can tweet us at 1170 SEN. Sorry to interrupt uh, your buck hunting play there, Husky, <laughs> with a radio show. He, he, he's punched his name in there with his gun and then he's, he's come back down. We've interrupted him with the show. Yeah, uh, he did pretty well as well. I was watching him. He did. He, yeah. heard, he heard the, uh, the show coming back to air. His <laughs> shoulders dropped and oh no. Um, anyway, 1300-01-1170. We're here at AMD Amusement Machine Distributed. We're here till 2 o'clock. Husky will be here till about 2 a.m., I would have thought. In the meantime, let's go to Stan Sport. It's Doyen of all round ball things. The great Maxi Russians on the line. G'day, Max. Yes. Now, can you all just remember that I parked in N4 at the short stay at Melbourne Airport because I've just I've I've got back before from Sydney after work and I've you know you think I'm going to be quick here and then I can't find the car and I'm just walking around the car park pressing the key button a million times just looking for some <laughs> lights to flash. So the N4, if somebody can just tweet me uh, tomorrow about midday, that'd be really useful. Now, do we want to talk about the football? It's up to you. No, I, don't, no, no, I, no, I can no, do no, car no, parks yeah. for 10 minutes. Yeah, no, I can do car parks. I, I actually uh, went on a date many years ago. We went to the Parramatta Westfields and uh, went and saw a movie. And then for two hours, I couldn't find my car. And the Ooh, driver said, I'm out of here. Yeah. She left. That's a low-test move. It's a low-test move. Well, the worst <laughs> is when you watch a movie... 
and you forget to validate yeah. your tickets and you've already driven up to the gate and it's you've passed that point of no oh, return. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's stressful. Well, that's interesting, actually, because I had that the last time. I wasn't sure if it was contactless or if I needed a ticket because the machine didn't give me a ticket and I didn't want to be that guy at the barrier with the cars behind me. I thought, you know, that is, I'm quite new to this country. I wouldn't want to upset anyone not knowing the local customs. That's a big issue. And, and I, a word of advice, if you ever go to Cheltenham races, I went to Cheltenham once and you leave before the last race because, you know, it's just a bun fight to get out. And there's like one road out of Cheltenham and I couldn't find the car. And I was in a, and that was terrible. That was a really sad time. Texas on the text line, SEN text line. When did you lose your car at a car park? This is, I'm enjoying this. This is good. Well, uh, this may, so you're going back to the UK, aren't you, Max, very shortly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going back on Monday for a couple of months. Um, you know, just to see the family, introduce them to the kid, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I won't get in the lift because that's dangerous for phones. This is, this is like live action transit. This is exciting radio, isn't it? So, yeah, back to the UK on Monday. But before that, the Champions League final, live on Stan. Free seven-day trial at stan.com.au. You'll be live on 9GEM if you can't be bothered to get a free subscription. Um, and we welcome all viewers 4.30 in the morning. And we have a, it will be a, it, it, it's been a brilliant Champions League and it is the perfect final. The absolute perfect final. Liverpool and Real Madrid. Liverpool are on paper the better team. They've had a brilliant season. They missed out on the title by a point to Manchester City. Uh, they've won the FA Cup. They won the League Cup. They've been great in the Champions League. Real Madrid haven't, but they have found a way in, in the last three rounds. It's sort of been unbelievable their journey to, to the final to get past PSG when PSG were better than them, Chelsea and then Manchester City. You cannot write Real Madrid off and it will be it's impossible to call who's going to win this game. Hey, Max, we know you're in transit, mate. You've afforded us your time, which we really appreciate it. Uh, all the best for the final. Uh, we'll be tuning in oh, via Stan Sport. Is, is, oh, is, no, is well, that well, it? I home. can't believe it. <laughs> yeah. No, that's all oh. right. No no, 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 I've done my work. I'm happy. Whatever you want. Uh, I just want to wish you all the best, too. Take it a little one on a 24-hour plane oh, flight. Oh, yeah, that's risky. <laughs> uh, yeah, bless back you. of the plane as well. Right yeah. at the back. You know, I'm not going to pay for business. He's only 10 weeks. He's got to learn, hasn't he? Um, yeah. I'd like to point out that but we're, all, we're also at the back. We did think about putting him in business and sitting in economy and just seeing a few places. But appreciate it. We will chat, we'll chat again, no worries. No, uh, Look forward to that. Thank, thank you very much, Max. We appreciate that. And as we say, uh, we'll tune in to Stan Sport for the Champions League final. Uh, 4.30 a.m. it is, uh, so looking forward to that. Uh, he believes it'll be 3-2. He said, I'm not sure which way, but 3-2. Um, Real Madrid and uh, okay. Liverpool. Looking forward to that. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the way to go there. Uh, I'll tell you what happened with us. So it, it is a brutal trip if you've got a little youngster going to the UK. And we went to France, and we drove all the way up to Paris from Toulouse, where we were living, and we can't speak French. So we go to the Disneyland there at France, and whilst we're packing the bag and the, and the, um, the pram, etc., our little one, who's one or two at the time, she's mucking around with the car. So unbeknownst to us, we go to Disneyland, we're there the whole day, and we're last to get out of the park just about at about 10 p.m. at night, and the car won't start. So oh. when the little one was playing with the things at the front, all the lights have been the left on. on yeah. We can't speak French. We're there till about 1 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> and then thankfully this old fella come and helped us, but... Um, Oh, boy, jeez, we were trapped there. Absolute nightmare. Hey, boys, a couple of big games coming up today. 
the Tigers taking on South Sydney, the loser of that game will be under the pump. Yeah. Warriors taking on the Roosters. I can't believe... Sorry, Warriors taking on the Knights. Newcastle. I can't believe the Knights are the outsiders. Yeah, I like Newcastle in this one. Um, a few players making a last push for origin selection, um, which you don't really have in the Warriors team, running an eye over them. Uh, and it just feels like Newcastle's slowly starting to turn their season around. I like the, the addition of Milford. I thought he looked pretty decent last week. Uh, they bring Clifford back in to partner him this week. Who knows how that'll go, but I just think this is the Knights to lose after yeah. the, the Matt Lodge saga this week. Lodge for Noah Blake out, that's massive, isn't it? Yeah. And, and my mail is that, uh, you know, Saifidi and Frizzell probably will get picked if they have big games um, because you've got to remember it's a 22-man squad that they oh, pick initially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So they will be picked in that. So, um, yeah, obviously that, that ups the ante as well. You know, Caelan Ponga for Queensland. So plenty to play for for the Newcastle Knights. So, Adrian, how does that work? Um, are they released back to the clubs, the four players or five players, uh, from that 22-man? They're not going to miss next week, are they? No, that's right. And I think that the, with the COVID protocols and et cetera, et cetera, obviously a bit of depth if, um, if the, uh, the Curtis Rona uh, strikes them down. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, um, the Maestro Rona. Oh, yes, I heard that Maestro one. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, nice. Do you reckon that's still going to play a major part in this competition? Absolutely. And, and that's why I think it's still... I, I know that the Panthers are well ahead of everyone, um, but, you know, injury form, suspension, all of those things, but I just think that the, the, the coronavirus is the big sort of asterisk or the big sort of cloud over every team because if it happens at an, in a, an inopportune time, I, on the eve of the finals or before a really big game can have massive repercussions, especially if it goes straight through a camp. I'm hearing there's a chance of monkeypox out there in Penrith. Oh, yeah, the monkey. oh they'd love that. Uh, James Magnuson, by the way, for listening to Panthers fans, uh, just to make that very clear, it wasn't Adrian and myself. Um, just, just on this state of origin, boys, so you're hearing, Adrian, that Freddie may be very loyal to what's got the job done for him before. Yep. I do agree that I think the Knights win, and I think it's on the back of a massive Daniel Safidi game. Yep. No, no uh, lodges you've mentioned. No Adam Fanua Blake, who ran for about 200 metres last week. He's a major out. Yeah. But just in my head, I'm so clear-cut the left centre should be Matt Burton. Based on what he did in last year's grand final, he was a pimple away from being the Clive Churchill medalist. He had an unbelievable game on the biggest stage with those Panthers players. So uh, Crichton and Staggs are both right-side players. I know that Crichton has played left in the past, but... I just think it has to be Matty Burton. What do you well, he was think? The, he was the centre of the year last yeah. year, wasn't he? And he obviously has that connection with all of those Panthers guys who will be picked. So my mail is it's going to be Stags and Crichton. Right. Um, in good mail. So a big good mail. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> bloody oath. So you know, look, I, I can understand you making a case for them, but you know, both of those guys have been strong. Please, before, haven't they? Leave Matt Burton with us for that Origin period. It might be our one chance all year to win some games. Yeah, that's the thing for you guys. Just on. This has Brad Fittler got his 17, just needs to get him through unscathed, or is there bracketed players who are dead set playing for their spot? So, if Talakai, for example, has a night out against Joey Manu, which that seems unlikely, yeah. but if he was to do something like that, does that propel him into the mix? I think he has got pretty much everything locked and loaded by now. So, yeah. you know, even if Talakai gave him a bath, I couldn't see him. Mm. Who are you hearing for number 14? 
I think slightly, and it, it, this is interesting because we talk about incumbency and that he's leaning that way, that as we speak, I think Nico Hines may be just ahead of Wyden, but, but that could go either way. So. Oh, yeah. who, would you, who would you pick? Of those two? Yeah. Uh, Nico. Yeah, I'm team Nico. Because if Cleary goes down, Nico just steps straight in there. We had the other year uh, Tedesco went down, and that just wrecked the whole game. Nico slots into fullback easily. Could he play dummy half at a pinch? At a pinch. Yeah. Yep. Whiten probably covers a few more positions in terms of he could slot into the back row or lock. I guess. And when you look at how Melbourne used him when he was first coming in in first grade, he was used to coming in. Uh, he's got a little bit more versatility than, than mm. Wyden as well. Yeah. My, my actual number 14 would be Cameron McGuinness. Really? Could, he could play number nine, and you're going, you're going to use him. He, like, in the case of Nico, he could just be there on standby for an injury. Yeah. McGuinness, you're actually going to use him. You're going you're to use him in the clash. He's tough. Brad Fitton loves him. Um, I know that he was a couple of years ago very keen to get him a game. Didn't pan out that way. Mm. So I think he would be an ideal number 14. I don't think that's what will happen. I think Nico Hines will probably get it. But On this afternoon's game, um, Souths play this afternoon. Is Damien Cook a lock on that hooking position? Or it hasn't been... He's happy Coruscant was good last yeah. night. Yeah, Coruscant was great. I, I think that Cook will... Yeah, again, incumbency, he'll pick and stick with Cook. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind Coruscant. I mean, he's in a he's in a struggling team, isn't he, Damien? Like Big it's, time. Like they are they are struggling, and it's interesting. Like I look at South, and they're not just struggling in first grade; they're struggling across all the grades. Mm. So, if you look at, for instance, the New South Wales Cup, they're coming sixth there, which isn't you know the end of the world in a twelve team comp. But in SG ball, they're coming tenth in a fifteen team comp. Harold Matthews eleventh in a fifteen team wow. comp. Jersey Flegg, they're coming stone motherless. They're 12th out of 12. So, Jeez. I don't know. Do you remember the old um, Joel, the, uh, the club championship yeah. back in the day? Like, that right. used to be a big deal. And there was a lot of pride in that too as yep. a club that you want all of your grades to be performing well. And they'd be, they'd be right at the foot of that if, if that was still going. So right. you, some... you mentioned Penrith leading the knock-on effect cup. Yeah, and they're, they're out in, ahead of everyone as well. And they've, by a game as well, I think, ahead of Newtown from memory. So, it just shows that, like, you know... There's talent coming through. They're putting pressure on. That's like, look at a guy like, for instance, Taylor May. Like, he's come from nowhere. Oh, yeah. at, at, at various stages, like, you know, Brian Tyler's been unavailable and he's come straight back in and he's been terrific. I think he scored something like 11 from 12 mm, games. Yep. <laughs> it was interesting. Actually, um, they had like a footy fight night um, at the end of last year around Christmas time and they had a fight between Taylor May and Freddie Lussick and I was there That's for right. it. And um, it was probably the fight of the night. And, and Lusick was a heavy favourite. He was a real walk-up sort of type. And it was on the same card as his brother was fighting against... Gallon. Gallon. It was That's Darcy right. Lusick. Yeah. And I tell you what, I wouldn't be messing with Taylor May. He can throw up. He, he, yeah. he, he's really good at countering and he, and he yeah. sort of drew you in and he was terrific. Great finisher, isn't he? Like, he's fit- oh, yeah. I, I know he's got a lot of tries and you say, oh, yeah, well, he's on the end of the Panthers' back line, but he's had to score a lot of those himself. Yeah. He and Tago are just... Oh. Man, what a combo. Although he butchered one last night, Tago, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He did. But those, that's two names that we hadn't even heard before this yep. season. Yep. And now they're, well, they're like bordering on household names. Yep. Yep. Uh, that's what they do. Penrith. And uh, just on that, uh, Jermaine Hopgood, he's off to Parramatta, isn't he? So you're going to start seeing this, this great system. They're leading the comp yep. in the knock-on effect cup. Yep. Teams are going to be going, 
Okay, you're not going to get a start at Penrith. Come and play at our club. Send them to Belmore. Send, Send them, them all to Belmore. <laughs> Send them to Belmore. That's the case there. Hey, Missile, unfortunately, the saga about breaking contracts has been going on for years and nothing effective has been implemented to prevent the practice. SBW was the biggest example I can recall and it broke the Bulldogs fans' hearts. I remember uh, I was calling for 2GB at the time and I was down at uh, the nation's capital and got this text message and it said, hey, guys... I'm working out at Customs at the airport, and I can tell you officially, Sonny Bill Williams has left the country, effective immediately. And we're humming an arm whether to read it out, and as it turns out, that, that was, was wild, I was working that night. I was, um, it was a shift for the Sun Herald, and I'd written three months earlier that this could happen. I, I just flagged it, that he was disgruntled and was looking to go out. But when it actually happened, like, it was just pandemonium it was like, huge, in the newsroom. It? It yeah. was, and, and I think from memory, um, Todd, Todd Greenberg was doing some radio interviews and we were trying to get him on the phone and everyone was trying to make sense of it and we'd, the rumour mill had gone crazy, but it was just crazy time in, in rugby league. And from memory, it was he had to buy his way out of that contract and it was $750,000. So you talk about, you know, you have to, you know, there has to be a settlement. It was $750,000. And then. Anthony Mundine paid it for him. So Sonny Whoa. actually had to pay Anthony Mundine the money back. Wow. Was that, that was all like a code of NASA. Yeah. But um, 750 then was oh. like 1.5 now, yeah. what, you know, from a salary cap perspective, wasn't it? 100%. What, what did, so he went to Toulouse or French rugby? Was it French rugby to start with? French rugby. Yeah. What would he have been on there? Probably a million bucks it was there. A seven, it was seven figures there. Oh. But, but he still had to pay. He had to earn that money in order to pay back the money that he owed the Bulldogs and, and the Bulldogs and were left well. reeling from that for that for half a decade. Yeah, that absolutely crushed them because they'd uh, across those years they'd let Mason go to keep Sonny Bill, they'd let Anasta oh, go, they'd right. let all these players go to keep money in the cap for Sonny Bill, and then he screwed us. Yeah, uh, came back for the Roosters and the rest is history. Uh, almost yeah. won a Clive Churchill medal there. Afternoon, gents. Michael from Logan just heard Missile uh, saying leave Burton alone for the origin period to help the Bulldogs. The origin period is not really a thing anymore with the new setup with rep round teams only lose their origin reps for one game. Not like three like it used to be. I don't know about that. I think they, is that right? I don't know. No, you generally miss them in the game beforehand. Then you've got the situation whether you want them to back it up, don't you? So that they'll miss this week. They may not, they may not miss game two. So a lot of the teams have got the bye the following the following week. Gotcha. So after this week, right? And then uh, and then those teams that didn't all have have it next yeah, time. Okay. And, there's, and then there's the rep round in the, the middle. Stand alone. Yeah. Gotcha. So you probably only definitely miss one. Gotcha. Each team. Okay. Yeah, that's good text. Well, that's uh, thank you very much for that, Michael from Logan. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Tazzy Mike says better the day the nights at two bucks. Great value. I totally concur, Tazzy Mike. A break and back with more. Well, boys, I've been a punters club um, and uh, 50 bucks. So it's someone else's turn each and every week. So 50 bucks, it's my turn. I got a bit clever. So on Thursday night, I've had 10 bucks on Harper to score a try. It wasn't to be. So now me, ten, me That's 50 brave. down to 40. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, the right-hand side for Melbourne's been a worry. Right? I can't get that image of him and Katoni Staggs out of oh, my oh, yeah. Poor bastard. I know, I know. So then I'm down to 40, right? So I said, righto, boys. Mm. I'm going to build the bank here. Yeah. I'm going to have 20 bucks on Panthers to cover the line into Gold Coast to win the game. So I'm leaving Panther oh. Stadium, 24 points to four. I've been on air for six hours, so I'm catching up on calls and I'm up and about because oh. I know I've won the multi for the boys, right? It's going yeah. to win over 100 bucks. Yeah. Set me up for Saturday. Yeah. Around the grounds, they're getting beat by 11 points. I couldn't believe it. So now I'm down to my final 20, right? 
and I really okay. want to put a quaddie on for the boys. So I said, righto, boys, here we go. We're driving to uh, the Central Coast via the Blue Mountains here. All right, we're going the long way. So I've had 20 bucks on Barb Raider in the first. So I've got it back up to 60, and we're alive in the quaddie. So that's what we're doing there. We are here, by the way, out at AMD. Husky, get off the bloody big buck, will you? Get it here, and work, uh, here at AMD. Uh, go and check them out. You've got all the classic arcade games from way back. Uh, Street Fighters there. Um, my favourite is there, Wonder Boy. So looking forward to that. You've got the car driving ones, all those sorts of things. Michael and the team prepared to help you out. Just come out to the showroom here at Chipping Norton any old time or check them out online. AMD is the way to do that. Uh, amusement distributors out here at Chipping Norton. Um, Boys, uh, we are chatting Origin thanks to Ignite HQ, and you can win the ultimate Blues Origin experience, Ignite HQ. We are talking about the Blues. Has Liam Martin done enough to make a starting spot for the Blues? I'd have thought so. I, I don't know. Like, what are our other options? Tyson Frizzell, I think Cameron Murray's a lock on one of those spots, right? So yep. you've got Tyson Frizzell, Tariq Sims. I don't know. Where else are we looking? All those guys are in the mix, aren't they? Yeah. Um, Is Cameron Murray in the mix if he doesn't play tonight? I think he will be playing tonight. Yeah, has been yeah. named. Okay, yep. yep. Okay. Or Angus Crichton. That's someone I forgot. Yes. I'd probably have Crichton. Yep. I just see him as like a big game player. Yeah. Fires up in those big games, super physical, got an offload in him. Um, he definitely wouldn't let New South Wales down. It's going to be fascinating how that plays out. Uh, this text, Origin is great but disruptive. Game one Sunday, then half a round. Uh, game two Wednesday, then half round. Game three Sunday, two rep rounds, one disrupted per team. That's it. It'll be great for the NRL and better for international, says Spanks. Uh, on the text line, 0457 736 736. Boys, I've been thinking about the Queensland back line. And people are talking... Well, first and foremost, who would be your two wingers for Queensland? I'm Oates and Cobbo. Oates and Cobbo. Oates with no C. Yeah, likewise. Oh, yeah. Yep. Well, what that does... So people are saying Coates and Cobbo, but they're both right wingers. Both young right wingers, so it's a big gamble pushing one of those yeah. to the left but, hand side. But you look side. at the the centres inside of them; they're both experienced in Gagai and home. So I think yeah. that offsets that. Me personally, I would go Cobbo and Holmes on the wing, and, and I'd have Hamiso, Hamiso and uh, Gagai. Hamiso. I just think that wing position coming out off your own line. Mm. Val well, Holmes is the best winger in the world. That's that's why I choose Oates. I think he's a better a better ball runner out of his own half than. Coates. Yes. Um, I, just, I was watching Coates closely last night thinking about Origin. He's got a few mistakes in his game. He gets forced back a bit. He runs a bit upright yes. sometimes out of his own half. So if I was Queensland, I'd pick Oates. As a New South Welshman, I hope they pick Coates. Yes, yes. Uh, are we legitimately worried about Queensland this year? Yeah. Billy Slater yes, factor? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And that, that Billy factor as well that you, you mentioned, like he just he understands it. He'll have them in the right mindset. He'll have the right people around. It's not just him, but look at the Brains Trust. You've got mm. guys like Thurston, Smith, Cronkleby, all around that setup. And, and but they'll have them believing that they're bulletproof and 10, 10 foot tall when they're, they're running out. Isn't it interesting? It's like the old guard versus the new guard in terms of brains trust, right? So we've got Freddie, Joey, Brandy, Brandy yeah. uh, And then there's the next gen, and that's uh, Billy, <laughs> JT, Cam Smith. Justin Hodges. It's a pretty yeah, interesting clash of minds, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. And they are, I think Billy Slater and... and um, Freddie are just the perfect pin-up yeah. boys to represent their yep. state. It, it, yep. It's, it's going to be one series, hell of a series. Um, 
Anyway, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Sen, by the way, calling all three games, calling all the finals, including the grand final. Uh, Richie on the text line, he said, "What you talking about, Willis? Different strokes is a battler, I think, boys. Send him out to the bush." Uh, well, I don't know. Bearshead will have to say about that, Richie. Boys, I saw a tweet <laughs> giving Clemmer a rap last night, saying statistically he shouldn't have been out of the side since he debuted in twenty fifteen. Is he a bench option, Rocky from Gosford? I'm suggesting he's Buckley's, but uh, yeah, no. yeah. No. No. Change the style yep. of the game. They need quick play the ball, and that's never been his strength. He could run for 400 metres today anyway, <laughs> get picked. Yeah. He could. He could do that, um, which he might uh, <laughs> against these Warriors. one 300 Is Just Havanga starting front row for the Warriors. Yeah, well, yeah, that says he could run for 400 there then, doesn't go. it, Clemmer? What um, are we tipping there, boys? Like, are we tipping a real... See, the problem is when you've got two teams who can't win. By the way, um, Warriors are undefeated at Redcliffe. Mm. Newcastle are undefeated at Redcliffe. Yeah. Uh, one won't be after today, but you've got two teams who aren't used to winning, so therefore, <laughs> if, if, a, if a team takes a lead, they start to look over their shoulders. <laughs> Do you see a close affair or one team smashes the other one? I reckon it's going to be lopsided one way or the other. Yeah, like, I agree. Like, like, once, once someone's down by 10 or 15 points, they just turn their toes up. Yeah. And, and yeah. I suspect it's going to be the Warriors. Yeah, I can't yeah. believe they're the favourites. I really can't. I reckon the multi of the day, if you go Knights into Roosters to beat Sharks, I think Roosters are in the process of turning their season around. You'll get over $4 for that. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I'm all over it. Hey, boys, uh, what was better? Panthers keeping Cowboys scoreless or the Broncos' comeback, writes David? I think the Broncos' comeback was more exciting. That was top five games of the year for mine. Yeah. That was very exciting. I hate to say it. I love watching the Broncos this year. Like yeah. their style of play, the, the team they've assembled, uh, the four-pack's got an offload in them. I, I love watching the Broncos. And usually I sit down on a Thursday or Friday night, which they get the TV games every week, and go, ah, yeah. the Broncos again. But this year, I'm loving it. The Panthers are great to watch, but they haven't had a, a competition. like that. No one's put it to no. them since Parramatta. Yeah, so yeah, so yeah. we've had three games built as blockbusters that are involving the Panthers, and they've yeah. smoked Melbourne... Cowboys and Roosters. Yeah. So I want to see them up, you know, play a, a Parramatta again or someone that's going to push them to the limit. And yeah. the only time they're going to get pushed is over the next few weeks when they've got half a dozen players out with Origin. Yeah. How confusing are Parramatta? They oh. are the most confusing oh. Try side. Try supporting them. <laughs> oh, man. Like, I, I still genuinely think they're a, a, a chance at winning the comp. They play to the level of their opposition, don't they? Yeah. So, so they, they lift for a Melbourne or a Penrith, and then there's a game you expect them to win. And, and this is a good um, example this weekend against the Raiders where you just think... I think, yeah, yeah. I've, I'm not confident about them at all. How many games... They've played 23 times at GIO Parramatta in their history. Yeah. How many games do you reckon they've won? Two. Five. Five from 23. Really? That's pretty ordinary, isn't it? They don't like the cold. That's Yeah, absolutely. When are they playing? Tomorrow night? No, tomorrow afternoon. Tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, so, so it it'll, it'll be, be too okay. cold. Yeah. And it's still sort of, we're in autumn, aren't we? Yeah. yeah. But you do play you, as a fan, do you believe they are a legitimate chance? I don't know what to make of them. Yeah. And, and I've made that trip as a fan over the years, to you know, even to the old Seaford or, or to Canberra. And I just remember the amount of times coming back disappointed. And that's mm. a long trip. Three hours in the car. Oh. And, oh, Always you... heaps of cops on that trip as well, so you can't yeah. <laughs> you stick to the speed limit. Parramatta to win this comp, in my opinion, comes down to one very simple thing. They need Mike Acevo flying. Oh, yeah. you reckon? Yeah. 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 Is he back this weekend? Not yet. 
He's on an extended bench. Yeah, scored okay. two tries last week in New South Wales Cup. I watched those tries. He does look out of condition, and he didn't have to do a lot. But mm. if they can get him back to his best... If you're Brad Arthur, do you think I give him another week in Reggie's? Then we've got the bye. We, we work him hard during yep. that period, and then he comes back. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's probably the long-term good play, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's, you've probably nailed it exactly there. What about that other winger that uh, started the year Sean with him? Russell. And then... He's also making his way back. So he's, he's available. I think he was playing Reggie's as well. And do you think Wonga Blake's best position, wing or centre? They bought him as a centre and paid centre money to do yeah. so. Um, long term, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, and it's, Bailey Simonson was a pretty handy pickup too, given all of those other injuries that they had. See, Parramatta, when they, they suffered all those injuries in a short space of time, they were going to market and yep. they, were in for, they were in big for Herb, Herbie Farnworth as well. They wanted wow. a piece of him if he wasn't going to stay. But now that you start to get some of those players back and there's no one that's on the market that's you know of that sort of calibre... Yeah. You know, maybe they look at another position that they can strengthen. But I agree with Joe. They need they need Sivo to score 15 tries yep. at the back end of the year for to win the comp. For this season, if Sivo if Sivo comes back on the wing, Wonga Blake to centre, their full strength team. There's no gaps in it. There's nowhere I look at that team and go, oh, they're a bit weak there. They got they got with Dylan Brown in the form he was in earlier this year. I look at that team and go, that's a, that's a premiership team. Look at a guy like Ryan Madison. Yeah. Who, yeah. You know, no one was talking about him six weeks ago. He like, could be you an talk origin. about origin bolters. I mean, yeah. he, if you picked him, I'd pick I, I him. they won't Good pick point. him, but you I could. Would, could I would. They won't pick him. I don't think they will, but you could certainly do a job a with him. Madison he's fan. been on the fringes a couple of times. I think he was like an 18th man, but yeah. he's been out of his skin and he hasn't got a, um, a home for next year. So Parramatta are talking to him. Uh, yeah. You've got the Dolphins that are in for him as well. And, you know, he's, Get him to Belmore. You would have liked to have resigned. <laughs> well, well you'd, you'd, if you're Parramatta, you would have liked to resign him six weeks ago because you know, yeah, it's he, he's, what would he get now? Well, six, seven. You can almost double what he what he would have been yeah. asking for. If he went to Belmore, you mm. do realise you'd have the second biggest guns there. <laughs> <laughs> you do realise that. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy. This is crunch time. We're live here at AMD. Uh, go and check them out online. You see all these video arcade games, classic arcade. You've got the car racing. You've got the big buck. Uh, Husky, get off the big buck. Get back to work. <laughs> You've got the pinball machines, etc. Michael and the team uh, can look after you there. So that is the way to do that. All thanks to Ignite HQ. Win the ultimate Blues Origin experience. Ignite HQ. Plenty more still to come on the run home with uh, Adrian Brzezinko, James Magnuson. I'm Joel Kane. I called it the run home. It's crunch time. I break it back with more. Yeah, time to gear up for this afternoon's footy. All thanks to Dometic. You can go on your next adventure, Dometic.com. We are broadcasting live from AMD. Uh, go and check out the team, all the amusement games, etc. Takes you back to your childhood. In fact, it doesn't take you back to the childhood. It takes you back to, uh, or Huskies on it again, uh, the big hunter. <laughs> you, you, mate, your heart rate's up from running from here back to that buck hunter. I'm starting to worry about Husky. Like, yeah. Are you a closet hunter or something? Or yeah. Hope you've got no guns at home. No, exactly right. Uh, Warriors take on the Knights, boys. Warriors unchanged from the team named earlier in the week. Chanel Harris-Tavita returns at 5'8". I find that interesting, you know, that he's not wanting to continue his career, which part of me says he's checked out. Yeah, his heart's not in it. I, I was surprised but when they named him. What about... Have you heard his reasons for wanting to do it? No. He wants to write. So I'm, I'm, I'm a writer who's dreaming of becoming a rugby league player. <laughs> he's a rugby league player dreaming of becoming a writer. He wants to travel and write... I, I spoke to his um, agent the other day and he just said he's, he's just over it. And he's only in his early 20s, seemingly his whole career's ahead of him. 
and he just wants a sea change. I can see mm. that. Uh, two of my brothers, one of my brothers retired after three NRL games, scored a double in his last game and said, I don't want to do it anymore. Wow. Because it, it, it's bloody hard. Like people go, oh, they're earning all this money and it's bloody hard. And I can mm. see Did why uh, this can happen. No. no. Mate, try following the black line with oh, nothing wow. but your thoughts. Oh. <laughs> Headnoise.com. Headnoise.com. <laughs> hey, boys, do you think Kyle Flanagan should do uh, some of the goal kicking? Great show, says Rafa. Yeah. I can't understand. Why, why, why did he stop? Yeah. He's, he's kicking at like 80-something percent. Burton's down in like the 60s. Yeah. Is that just saying we need Burton to get better at kicking long term because Kyle's not going to be here? I don't know. Well, it's Adrian, is there new? So there's been talk about, will Shane Flanagan go to the Bulldogs? Well, I, I, I think it can't be further from that happening. The fact that, did I read somewhere, and it may have been one of your articles, where there was talk about Kyle Flanagan going to the Dragons where, incidentally, Shane is there in recruitment. Yeah, so I wrote this during the week. This has been floated, and this is something the Bulldogs want to happen. So they've, it's not a great uh, show of faith in Kyle either, that there's a bit of talk that they want Bud Sullivan. Yes. And in order for that to happen, there was some talk of a hostage swap where Kyle Flanagan goes over to the Dragons, and then Jaden Sullivan comes over to the Bulldogs. And the, the, the beauty of all of this is that who's the list manager right. of the Dragons? It's Shane Flanagan, who's pitching up for the job at the Dogs as head coach. How bizarre. Shane Flanagan. Yeah. So it's almost like, is it almost a bit of, if you can help us with one of our problems here at Belmore, maybe you're more inclined to get the, the head coaching job. It's, it's fascinating. Well, I, I sort of see it the other way. I almost see it as them doubling down, saying, no, there, there's not going to be two Flanagans here next year. This is going to be, There'll be zero. <laughs> that, but that's how... But that's the, so the, bizarre. But, but why it's so intriguing, this situation, is because... Like, what does Flanagan do? Like, clearly you'd want your son at the club you're at, which, as it is at the moment, it's the Dragons. But if he signs him, he's currently a first-grade halfback. If he was to do that swap, Ben Hunt's the halfback at St George well, Lawrence. Well, half the problem is the Dragons have got too many halves on their books already. Like, they've got a, a, you know, a luxury there, and they've got Ben Hunt, Jack Bird can play in the yep. halves. You've got uh, Junior Amone, you've got Bud Sullivan. Even um, Moses Embi. Moses Embi can, can play there at a pinch. Um, and what, what's going to happen if you're one of those two young guys? So you've got Jaden and um, Junior Amone, and all of a sudden, if they decide to re-sign Ben Hunt, what's your pathway if you're, a, say, right, a Bud yeah. Sullivan? I, 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 Is I, a Bud I, Sullivan an out-and-out halfback, or just... He can play seven. Yeah. Seven. Yeah. Yep. Kicking game? Yep. Yep. He can, he we'll can steer him. him around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but at the, at the moment, it's, it's interesting how they're using it. They're basically as an impact dummy half off the bench, yeah. aren't they? Is that the best way to develop a half? Bring them in at, at, at dummy half, like getting through some, uh, you know, rough defence work. I'll, I'll tell you who I'd be looking at if I was the Bulldogs. Tyrell Sloan. Yeah. Like he can't be yeah. happy yeah, at the yeah, Dragons. No. They are he's doing not, him dirty. He's not, and I suspect that that will happen. I reckon at some point, no, you even though he's, I reckon... Oh. Well, well, look. All my Matt, dreams Dufty's, are coming true today. Well, Let Duff, me throw some other names. Dufty's, go, <laughs> Dufty's going. He's yeah. gone. So oh, I wouldn't be at all surprised if that, that becomes yeah. a right, problem. Eh? Uh, you're the Bulldogs man. What's, who's on your wish list? Oh, those two, for a start, are great. Legitimately. Yeah, look, legitimately, I, I guess Payne Haas is probably a bit of a stretch. But that's not your issue either. I mean, you've, yeah. got, you've got Mongrel up front. What I, you need is spine. Yeah, I don't you know, tend to think they're going to re-sign Vaughan, though. Do you? No, no. no. 
Or Dufty. But, but, but you should be looking at yeah. players who are disenchanted, who can potentially play in your spine or outside back. So look mm. at, for instance, a, I don't know, a Charlie Staines, who can't get a start Ooh. at Penrith. Yeah. I'd look at Tyrell Sloan, who can't get a start yep. at the Dragons. Yep. Those sorts of players. Tyrell Sloan's a great one. Yep. Um, you put him in a, a spine with Reed Marnie and Matt Burton, suddenly you're one player away from... Yeah, you're, half a you're a half away. And, yeah. and my understanding is they've identified Jaden Sullivan, that they hope that that will be their guy. Wow, it's I a, love it's that. A, it's a different you, looking You bring in the combo year, straight away. I'm assuming he's played with Bud Sullivan his whole junior career. Uh, just, uh, yeah, so that, as far as the, the Warriors without Adam Fadour Blake, as I said, I cannot believe that they are favourites in this particular game. Uh, ben Murdoch, Masilla and Jazz Tavanga, they're named at props. Jake Clifford partners Anthony Milford in the halves at the Knights and uh, Bradman Best, he's out. Anari Tornala. Did you see that Bradman Best dislocated elbow? You see the footage yeah. of it? Oh, hey, boys, there, there's stuff. a bit for you. The right-hand side from the Warriors is vomit material. It is awful. <laughs> You're looking at Anari Tawala, Fitzgibbon, Edric Lee. There's your try scorers. Uh, good news for the Michael Maguire side. Dane Laurie is back. Luke Brooks is back. Hastings is all clear. He's set to play. Uh, that's going to happen there. Cameron Murray confirmed a return for the Rabbitohs. The Sharks, late withdrawal of Wade Graham. This young 23-year-old prop, Tom Hazelton, has been elevated into the 17-man squad there. Will Kennedy returns. Lockie Miller, after a stirring debut, he goes back to 18th man. Make your next adventure effortless with the Dometic Go collection. Just pack, stack and go. Plenty more still to come. It is crunch time. You have got uh, Adrian Prezenko. I'm Joel Kane. James Magnuson here. Break it back with more. Follow Crunch Time on Dabble. Go on, have a dabble. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Yeah, good to be back for another week. Uh, plenty of stuff happening at Dabble. Some big names getting around, including Andrew Bogan and Angry Daz just joined. But, of course, the biggest name on there, Sats. How are you? Oh, I'm really good, Josh. I, uh, I'm excited, actually. I'm, I'm actually about a little bit more excited next week with the George Combosis uh, up against Devin Haney fight, which, of course... Um, I'm going yeah, to do yeah. a little bit more research on that throughout the week, but that'll be next week. But I'm really excited. So far this week, I've got a, a couple of multis up going this weekend, but which is a, ones across multiple formats, multiple sports. Oh, nice one. And, but, there's, but an NRL one, which is still active at the moment, which we'll touch on soon. Yeah, absolutely. I'll get your thoughts on uh, Robbie Farah's uh, bet. He's got an exclusive bet up on Dabble at the moment. It's paying $2.50. It's for the Champions League final. Salah and Benzema uh, to uh, Benzema, sorry, to uh, combine for two goals. Any thoughts on that? Have you ever watched it? <laughs> yeah, I do. My son's a mad Liverpool fan. I know Robbie is oh, no. one of the crazy, he's one of the craziest <laughs> Liverpool fans in Australia, Robbie Farrell. So, and I'm sure Robbie yeah. would have done a fair bit of research into that. And I checked across with my son as well. He reckons it's a good bet. Yeah, laughing. Well, of course you can get that on Dabble. But let's get to the NRL Crunch Time team. Uh, they've gone the Warriors, the Rabbitohs, and Cronulla Sharks. What do you like there? Yeah, well, I'm going to go against them with the Warriors uh, in mine. <laughs> and the South Sydney Rabbitohs up against the West Tigers, that's a really difficult one to pick because South haven't been at their best. Cam Murray's mm. been past fit to play, but who knows what sort of impact he's going to have with that shoulder injury. And, um, yeah, so I, I think there's a couple of bets there that are, yeah could go either way today. And that's just me against the Crunch team first and foremost well, as well. I love that because, of course, you've already got one leg up, as you said. What are the last yep. two legs that we're looking for? So we've got Kurt Catewell, any time try scorer last night, that to tick off. We've got St. George Illawarra <laughs> Dragons um, to beat the Bulldogs. And Parramatta Eels 
to beat the Canberra Raiders as well. And and for the one that I'm, I've got uh, starting today, which is across three sports, I've got Zaki to win uh, in the Durban Cup. Zaki will probably go in as the favourite, or will go in as the favourite, and will love the yeah. surface as well. The Brisbane Lions to win by 40-plus against Greater Western Sydney. That's a home game for the Lions. I've got the Newcastle yeah. Knights to beat the New Zealand Warriors. That's where I'm going against the Crunch team. And I've got the Parramatta Eels to win by over six and a half uh, against the Raiders in Canberra. Geez, you are getting involved in the app, aren't you? I'm loving that. And I also saw that you've got a $35 racing multi up there as well. Is that right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I was actually following Gorilla <laughs> Bets uh, yesterday on the NBA finals as well. And unfortunately, a couple of those legs uh, dropped off. Yeah, but um, yeah, a couple going at the moment. And again, like we always talk about, Josh, it's just great to be able to explore some of the other dabblers and what they're betting on as well across other sports. If you're not quite sure, but it looks okay to you, just a push copy bet, and um, that's probably one of the, the greatest attributes. <laughs> I love it. Honestly, it's one of my favourites. And Andrew Bogan, if you're looking for the NBA playoffs, uh, I don't want to touch on the score today, but of course, uh, his boys, Golden State Warriors, going to be in the playoffs again, the finals. So, of yeah. course, if you want to have a look at what he's doing, he obviously knows his stuff. He's just hit a $5.50 same-game multi, the Beat Bogut uh, special still going on uh, in the app. So you can, of course, look for those. Download the app, follow the Crunch Time NRL team, follow Stat13, go on, have a dabble, dabble socially, and gamble responsibly. Enjoying Crunch Time banter? Check out Dabble Banter channels and copy Crunch Time bets. Go on, have a dabble. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Oh, a little bit of uh, dissent here on the text line. I'm enjoying your input into various shows, James, but leave my dragons alone. Are you causing issues before tomorrow's game? Ha-ha, regards, Martin. Yes, I'm putting a cat amongst the pigeons. Send them all to Belmore. That's it. Uh, Sparky's blowing up. If Dragons release Sullivan, it will be a real disaster. Surely no one at the Dragons is that stupid. I'm not confident they're not. Sullivan is a long-term player. M. by and Bird aren't halves. Call the Dragons and sort this out. Bird, old, McCulloch, old and broken. If anyone has thought about it, sack them immediately. I am furious. <laughs> Sparky is off the bit. Now, Tao Tao Moga, he's going to be playing, we understand, on Sunday, tomorrow. I'm just going through his career, Tao Tao Moga. Uh, he's played with the Roosters, the Cowboys, the Broncos, the Knights, South Sydney. So one, two, three, four, five clubs. And he's played every year. He's played at least one game since 2014, which is a bit surprising. So this will be his sixth club. But most of their sixth club, yeah. Well, who's, the, who's the biggest club man, so to speak? Is it, I think Tyron Smith played for a few. Richie Fayoso played yeah. for oh, about Richie half a Fayoso, dozen. Richie yeah. Yeah. Um, he's getting up there, isn't he? Uh, absolutely. Don't forget, Crunch Time is back on tomorrow. You're back in the seat. Uh, Miss, I'll understand. Uh, Julian King and Stevie O'Keefe might be in the chair tomorrow. Uh, we've got NRL Nation coming up. It's a very big game. We're all tipping the Knights, aren't we, boys? Yeah, Correct. get on the Knights, punters. Get on the Knights, punters. Enjoy that. I'm tipping the Tigers. You too? Yep, I'll get on the Tigers as well. I think the Sharks are sweet home. I'm going south and Cronulla. See you later, folks. Have a great day. Enjoy your Saturday. And over to you for SEN League. Thank you to Adrian. Thank you to Husky. Thank you to Missile. Thank you to Seal. Thank you to you, the listeners. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.